Amen, amen, amen. We want Brother Hilton. We want you to come and preach the word of God to us. Everybody say, God bless Brother Hilton. Praise the Lord, church. How are y'all doing tonight? Y'all doing okay? Amen. I'm happy to be in the house of the Lord and be serving him. Amen. He's faithful to us. Amen. I said he's faithful. Amen. He never fails. He's never made a mistake. He's never, and that means, I mean, ever, like, never. Yeah. However many ways you can say that. Amen. If you have your Bibles, open them. We'll go to three places. Amen. Isaiah chapter 28 would be the first place. John 14 would be the second place. Philippians will be the third place and I'm going to say while you're turning to those three places that um, I'll give you plenty of time I promise but uh, looks like some of you guys are already there you're looking back at me, I ought to talk faster Pastor, I want to say thank you to you for asking me to uh, step in tonight, we are praying for you praying that God will touch your body Amen. we prayed for you this afternoon and we'll continue to do that and I believe the church family will do the same. Amen. We need to continue to pray for our pastor. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 28, verses 9 through 12. Amen. Reads like this. Whom shall, ye teach, whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept. Line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to, his, to this people. But you didn't notice before we move on, verse 9 says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? This is the subject. Uh, whom shall he make to understand doctrine? And then he goes on in verse 10, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. And then he says in verse 11, with stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to, his peop to this people? In verse 12, he said, to whom he said, this is the rest, wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 26. Amen. I can. I'm going to ask you guys to pray after we get done reading these scriptures to pray for me that I can deliver what the Lord put on my heart. I believe that somebody can receive the Holy Ghost tonight. And I believe some of us can get a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I sure need it. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. The Comforter will teach you. The Holy Ghost will teach you. Amen. The subject of our previous portion of Scripture was, whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? And then in verse 11 says, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people too. He said, this is the rest. And this Scripture that we just read says, the Comforter, the one that provides that rest which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever 
I have said unto you, Jesus speaking. Amen. And then Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. I'm going to throw a wrench in things now. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. If and when you get it, say amen. Sound like the majority. If you haven't found it yet, you can act like you did and look up at the wall. It's up there. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God, that rest, the thing that the comforter will bring, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Can we lay down our Bibles and ask the Lord to anoint our voices, anoint my voice, anoint my mouth, but anoint your ears, anoint your hearts to receive and respond and obey his word. God, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to hear from you. I pray that you would speak to me. God, while you speak through me, let me receive God with meekness and grant the word that's able to save my soul. God, change us, God. I pray that you'd fill the Holy Ghost with the fresh baptism of your spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord some praise tonight before we're seated? Thank you, God, for meeting with us in this place tonight. Thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your faithfulness. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Amen. In jurisprudence, there is a concept referred to proof beyond uh, reasonable doubt. And that's the subject I want to talk to you tonight about. The subject is beyond a reasonable doubt. But there is this concept in, in, um, in, in, uh, in the theory of law or in the philosophy associated with law that that affects what is proven to be evidential in courtrooms and what can be used as evidence and what can be valid. It's not enough just to have a, an alibi, but the alibi has to be sound and you have to be able to bring in evidence that confirms for those on in the jury or the judge to to recognize and be able to prove beyond reasonable doubt that what you're saying is true. And um, so I, I, I found a, a reference here. I'll read this. That way I can at least look like I know what I'm talking about. I don't, but I can at least look like I know what I'm talking about. Reasonable doubt is a standard of proof used in criminal trials. When a criminal defendant is prosecuted, the prosecutor must prove the defendant's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. If the jury or the judge in a bench trial has a reasonable doubt as to the defendant's guilt, the jury or judge should pronounce the defendant not guilty. Conversely, if the jurors or judge have no doubt as to the defendant's guilt, or if their only doubts are unreasonable doubts, then the prosecutor has proven the defendant's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, and the defendant should be pronounced guilty. So in both cases, if you're trying to prove innocence or if you're trying to prove uh, guilt, you've got to bring enough evidence to the table to remove any kind of reasonable doubt uh, from the mind of the juror or from the mind of the judge. And um, in our society, in, so, in, in the United States, in Western culture, uh, reason is, is a high it's, 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 uh, it's one of the primary ideals that our nation is founded on. And it, 
it drives a lot of law and a lot of things that and we we place a lot of value on individuals and their capacity to understand and be able to process and have log and arrive at logical conclusions that's what distinguishes us from um from from just animals we have the capacity to understand we have the capacity to communicate and to reason with one another and so that's why it's so important for us whenever we're trying in in, in the case that I just brought before you. It's so important to bring proof and evidence beyond reasonable doubt so that those that are inquiring, those that are looking, those that have the questions can, can come to their own conclusion that what this person is saying is indeed true. That we're not just going off of what he's saying. It's not enough to, for me to say that I wasn't at Walmart taking the Snicker bar at 4.32 this afternoon. I wasn't. But I've got to be able to prove that I wasn't there. I've got to, there's got to be some sort of evidence in my favor that shows that I was elsewhere. And it's not enough for me to just say that I was elsewhere. I have to have a witness that can confirm what I'm saying. Or I have to have some sort of, uh, uh, some sort of image or some, something to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that anybody with a natural mind, anybody that has the capacity to understand and reason could look at that evidence and say, you know what? What he's saying is true. All right? And I want to tell you tonight that God brings to our situations and to our lives enough proof and enough evidence that supersedes any kind of reasonable doubt that the devil may put in our minds. Amen. The children of Israel, amen, when they were delivered out of the bondage of Egypt, Amen. They believed that the leeks and the onions were better than what God was providing them in the wilderness. Amen. Numbers chapter 11, verses 4 through 6. I'm skipping a little bit through what I've given you, Brother Josh. I apologize for that. Well, let me, let me back up. Let's go back up to Hebrews chapter 3. I'm sorry. I, I won't skip. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. It says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation. These were guys that were trying to prove, that were trying to bring evidence against God's own cause. They were trying to bring evidence against what God was trying to do in their life. They thought they had reasonable doubt to bring against God's cause and what God was trying to do in their lives. Verse 10 says, Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath that uh, they shall not enter into my rest Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Amen. And uh, the, the group of people that Jesus, or that the Lord was referring to in this passage was these men who were delivered out of Egypt, had significant evidence on hand to show that God was able 
to do what he said he was going to do. That he had, the things that he had promised him, the promised land, the, the place, amen, and they could look back even before they were born and raised in the nation of Egypt, but they could look back at Father Abraham and Father Isaac and Jacob and see the Lord's provision and his promises that had come true again and again. Amen. But in Numbers chapter 11, we find the children of Israel in verse 4. The mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel wept also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which did eat in Egypt freely. Which we did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. I mean, they, they took reason and they used it against the Lord. They, they, were, they were looking back and thinking about what evidence that they, they had. The, the leeks and the onions and, 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 and all these wonderful, these wonderful, tasteful things that was available to them. At that time. Amen. And they thought they had reason arrived at these reasonable conclusions that 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 what we were getting right is not sufficient. It's not enough for what we for compared to what we used to have. What we used to have was way better than the things that we're having to deal with now. Amen. Reason kicked in and they observed with their five senses that in comparison with what they had on hand at the moment. The tents they were living in, the food they were consuming, that they had it better back in Egypt. But I want to ask you a question. How do you compare fish and cucumbers and onions and leeks and garlic with manna from heaven? How do you put that on the scale and compare the two? When one is produced from the ground and out of the labor of man and, and from the sweat and, and, and hours spent in the field. One that is naturally produced. Amen. And the other that is a miracle sent from heaven. Amen. Delivered from angels onto, amen, onto the dew of the morning. And, and if you're hungry, all you have to do is step outside of the tent and just grab what you need. Amen. Because God gave them what they needed. But they were comparing reason against something, Pastor, that goes beyond reasonable doubt. They had a reason. Amen. They have a tangible reason to look back and say, this was a lot better. It tasted better. It felt better. Amen. It looked better back there. I mean, there's reasonable doubt, Brother Alberton. But what God was trying to provide them was beyond reasonable doubt. Amen. It was better than what they had. Amen. Even when the spies went into the promised land, amen, they brought back physical, tangible evidence beyond any reasonable doubt. The Israelites still couldn't believe. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 23, and we'll skip down to verse 26 after that. And they came unto the brook Eshcol and cut down the, from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff, and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. I mean, this was such a large cluster of grapes 
that they had to hang it on a staff between two men. It wasn't It was so big that one man couldn't carry it. You skip down to verse 26. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron, to all the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them and, and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Amen. They showed to the children of Israel the fruit of the land, this large cluster of grapes. They could see it with their own eyes. Amen. But those children, if you know the story, amen, they, that wasn't enough for them. Amen. It wasn't enough, Sister Goff, for them to see the evidence that God was giving them. They were, he was giving them proof beyond reasonable doubt that he was able to satisfy their need and he was able to fulfill the promise of bringing them into the promised land. Amen. And he was giving them the produce that they so desired. But they didn't allow that. They didn't allow that to convince them. Amen. This is what grieved God, is what he said. He said, I was grieved with that generation. Because I tried and I tried. I gave, them, I gave them proof after proof after proof. Amen. Beyond reasonable doubt. And still I could not convince them. Psalms chapter 78, 41. I'm glad we finally found this chapter. Amen. Yea, they turned back and tempted God. And limited the Holy One of Israel. This was a generation because... They wouldn't, they wouldn't believe the evidence, Brother Jaheim, that God was putting right in their lap. That God had brought to them out of the promised land, into their own camp, sent 12 men to go in there and, and see with their own two eyes, look at all these wonderful things that God was wanting to provide to them. Yet they found other reasons, they found other doubts, other concerns to convince them otherwise. And to prevent them from taking what God had already promised to them. Amen. But I want to tell the truth, church, tonight, and I want to tell an individual tonight that God has evidence in this service tonight. Amen. Beyond any reasonable doubt. Amen. You may have been searching, amen, for years on end, amen, for proof, for help, for direction, for, for answers to questions in your life. But I want you to understand that the only way that you're going to find proof beyond a reasonable doubt is if you act on faith. Amen. That is the thing that takes you beyond reasonable doubt. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things holy for the evidence of things not seen amen i want to tell you tonight that the things that god has for you sister uh and the things that god has for you brother amen those are things that are not seen amen and you can't hold them in your hand but god has proof beyond a reasonable doubt and it's available for you in this house tonight hallelujah 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 14 says, But as it is written, amen, it is written, and Jesus said, What I have written, amen, not one jot and not one tittle would ever pass away, amen, but it is written, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and 9 says, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God hath 
hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Amen. That is the proof beyond reasonable doubt. Somebody ought to take a step of faith and allow his spirit to reveal some things to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm sick and tired of letting reason and consequences, amen, and situations, amen, and, and circumstances, rather, amen, to, to keep me, amen, from receiving from God what he's promised me. Hallelujah. For what a man, for what man knoweth the things of a man, verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 2. Amen, let me back up to verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us, of God, which things also we speak, uh, I'm sorry, verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which things, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are not, they are spiritually discerned. Let me explain to you what I'm trying to say. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 2, amen. In verse 11, it says the Holy Ghost is going to teach you some things. The Holy Ghost is going to give you some understanding. He's going to bring some reason to your mind. Amen. Things that you aren't currently thinking about things that you're not currently understanding things that you don't right now in the current moment in the current situation that you're living in you don't understand but once you take that step of faith the holy ghost is going to show you those things Hallelujah. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Hallelujah. 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 I want I I don't want us to leave tonight. Amen. Without having availed ourselves of this 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 opportunity. Amen. To stop considering, to stop thinking, to stop mulling it over, to stop uh stop trying to solve the problem ourselves, but turn it over to God and allow him amen to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he can meet your need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is, amen, the rest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If we can become like children, just put our faith in a God who doesn't have to come up with some reasonable explanation. Amen. But ask any one of the babies in here tonight and of what their dad is doing for a living. Ask any of the children, amen, in the room tonight. Amen. What their daddy does for a living. Amen. And it, what they describe, what they, what their mind comprehends, how they understand what, what they understand about what their dad does for a living. Amen. Doesn't really equate to what dad actually does for a living. Amen. It's just their own little 
understanding. And I want to tell somebody that we as children coming to God, I, I don't, we don't know what daddy does for a living. We don't have, a, amen, a real understanding, a real grasp of all that God, amen, has on his plate and all that he's trying to accomplish in these last few moments before he calls his church home. Amen. But he wants us to understand that he's got this whole thing in the palm of his hands. Amen. He's got your life, Sister Anna. He's got a plan for it. Hey, Brother Weems, even the last years of your life are already planned out. And God's got a calling for you. I mean, he's got a plan for you, Sister. Sister O'Neill, I want to tell you that God's got a calling, a deeper place in the Holy Ghost for you. Hallelujah. And church family, I'm not talking individually. I'm talking as a whole. Amen. We've got a place much further and much deeper. Amen. Then we ought to go. Amen. We ought to let the Holy Ghost. Amen. These things are things that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither have they entered into any heart of any man anywhere. I feel like preaching tonight. Maybe some of these young people need to understand that God wants to call them into a place, Brother Jehima, where young people, amen, are in these pews as a result of your outreach efforts. Haley, as a result of your prayer life, amen, some other young people and some other friends and family members may have, amen, a life in truth. Hallelujah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't understand it. I can't wrap my mind around it. Hallelujah. But I'll, I know. This brother, God, I want to go there. All I know is I want to find that place. Uh, where the comforter is teaching. I want to find that place of rest. Uh, amen. From all the worldly things, uh, all the worldly concerns, uh, all the worldly, uh, we've got to pay bills and we've got to clock in tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. We've got to show up and we've got to answer some evil. We've got, we got all kinds of things on our plates. Uh, amen. I want, to, I want to get away from all that and I want to find the place uh, of rest. Uh, amen. Where the comforter, amen, is talking to us. Uh, where the comforter brings us, Brother Nelson, beyond reasonable doubt. Hallelujah. It's so reasonable, amen, to think uh, that we're not worthy. It's so reasonable to think uh, that we don't deserve it. It's so reasonable. I wish somebody would hear me tonight. Hallelujah. So reasonable, amen, to calculate, uh, Brother Jerome, amen, that you don't deserve it, uh, that you haven't done anything uh, worthy of it. Hey, Sister Jasmine, I want to tell you, amen, it might not seem reasonable, but God goes beyond uh, reasonable doubt. I said he goes beyond uh, Hallelujah. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. If we could all stand tonight, I'm going to have, amen, the music come. Amen. I've got much more here. Amen. But I feel like stopping right here. I don't want this to settle down. I don't want this. I don't want us to go home. Amen. Not grasping what God is trying to tell us tonight. Amen. That he wants to take us to that place beyond a reasonable doubt. Come on, let's seek the Lord for a moment if we can. Jesus, I need you, Savior. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Are you tired? Amen. Of wrestling. Amen. With your flesh. Are you tired? Amen. Of wrestling at work with your co-workers. This is the rest. This is the rest wherewith he will cause the weary to rest. With the stammering lips and another. That's not reasonable. And another tongue will he speak to his that's not reasonable it doesn't make sense for them to be speaking in tongues they're not even making they're not even saying intelligible words brother brother golf it's not even doesn't make sense i'm telling you it's beyond reasonable doubt until you get to that place, you won't understand. The Bible says a carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. It's not, you can't reason it out. It's beyond reason. Amen. But if we can get to that place, Kaiser. Amen. If we can pray until we break through. Amen. Reason. If we can pray until we break through. Reasonable doubt. Amen. That's a place where God wants us to be. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel like God wants to call a church to a place beyond reasonable doubt. Amen. If you can get to a place, these altars are open. Amen. I want you to find a place. Say, God, I want to go beyond, amen, my contemplation. I want to go beyond just reason. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3 says, We which have believed do enter into rest. We which have believed do enter into rest. All you have to do is mix what you're doing right now with faith. Amen. Act on what you're hearing tonight. Don't just go through the motions. But we which do believe do enter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thou hast hidden uh, these things from the wise uh, and the prudent uh, and hast revealed them uh, unto babes. Uh, it doesn't require a degree. It doesn't require him in some complex calculate. All it requires uh, is an act of faith. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Come on, child of God. Let not your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. Neither let it be afraid he's got it all in his hands he's got it all in control just let daddy take care of it tonight you just gotta leave it in his hands he oh hallelujah jesus hallelujah jesus hallelujah jesus hallelujah jesus of God passes all understanding. Hallelujah, Jesus. 